here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. is Everything Evolves, the world's only podcast devoted exclusively to Evolve Wrestling. We are your hosts, The Wrong Boys. I am Aaron Bentley. Along with me, of course, is Aaron Taub. Uh, I want everyone to know we are a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. You can subscribe on iTunes, all your favorite podcast apps, to the full Voices of Wrestling uh, audio network, or... You can subscribe exclusively to Everything Evolves on iTunes and uh, your other favorite podcast apps. Also want you to know you can find us on Twitter at EvolvePod, or you can look for Aaron and I on our own. My feed is Aaron Like the Car, and Aaron Taub is at AP Taub, T-A-U-B-E. Okay, all that out of the way, we're looking at a big weekend. Progress is coming to New York along with Evolve. Of course, they're going to start with Evolve 90 in Joppa, Maryland. So we've got a lot to talk about. Aaron Taub, are you excited about this weekend? Yeah, man. I'm fired up. I'm going to, going to be at the show in Queens, both show, both the Progress and the Evolve show in Queens. I'm fired up. Going to, uh, I think we're going to get some, TJ Hawk was saying, we're going to try to meet up for some Argentinian food for lunch Jeez. beforehand. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to having a really good time and uh and it'll be good to watch some other wrestling i think both of us have been sort of in the throes of the uh g1 climax tournament uh, new japan's big sort of summer offering and I, I gotta say it has been a grind but i am pretty much all caught up going into these last two uh block finals and i have to tell you aaron i never want to see another forearm exchange again in my life my dude, I made it through 11 nights. I watched, I think, the main event of night 12. But it's like it's like anything else. New Japan has a specific house style. And after you watch that many matches, it's just like, oh, I, I don't want to see the count-out tees anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see evil brawling to the outside ever again. Uh, yes, of course, the forearm exchanges. Have you noticed during G1 that everybody now in that company does the, you got to counter the other's finisher like five times before somebody can hit their finish and win. Oh yeah. It's very, you almost get the feeling like you're watching kind of the WWE main event style. I mean, it's obviously way more exciting and better and they mix it up with guys using secondary finishers and stuff. 
But, uh, but yeah, watching an evil closing stretch is very reminiscent of watching John Cena, a John Cena closing stretch. It's like, my man, we got to save this uh, for the main event, for the big matches. Yeah. Yeah, right. The, the only thing I really wanted to talk about related to G1 on this show was a, a sad or maybe proud moment for the wrong boys. Uh, we are bad at picking how matches are going to turn out. We have both done poorly in the Voices of Wrestling G1 Pick'em. And I, I guess I'd have it no other way. Yeah, I think you're ahead of me right now. I'm Ooh. There's 600 people, 630-something people in this Pick'em tournament, and you're in the 200s, and I am in, like, the mid to late 300s. You're, you're two points ahead of me, and uh, uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it further because I don't want to spoil you or anyone listening because that's um, – you know, I'm sure people are watching that tournament on back delay and they did not come in, in to listen to this Evolve tournament to get this Evolve uh, podcast to get spoiled. So we should sure. cut it off there. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the biggest thing about G1 that we can talk about is how it affects the shows that we're going to see this weekend. Uh, and the biggest thing from that is there will be no Zack Sabre Jr. And because he is, of course, performing and performing quite well in the G1 uh, have you been watching Zach's matches and enjoying those in the G1? Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought his opener against Tanahashi was oh. awesome. The Bushi match was really good. Um, the Fale match was one of the better Fale matches, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's, having a nice, he's having a nice tournament. And I think all of us uh, Evolve heads watching him <laughs> over there are, are really proud of uh, our champion. But as excited as you and I are about the shows this weekend, I get the sense that there's not a ton of buzz. Have you gotten that same sense, you know, from following around on Twitter or talking to other uh, wrestling folk? Yeah, it feels pretty quiet right now. I, I, I feel that, you know, people are talking about the progress show, but not so much the Evolve stuff. And even that, like, it just, it, yeah, it just feels like, it's kind of like this promotion. Like I feel like we're watching this promotion closely and I feel like, but I feel like the overall interest for it is kind of down and it's, and it's weird because it's like they had that June weekend where evolve 87 was like one of the best shows they've done in quite some time. It, It was just excellent. And it felt like we were all fired up about it. And then last month's shows were, I thought they were okay. You were pretty negative about them. And the other thing too, I guess, is just I think it's just hard to keep up the buzz when you're running one weekend a month and you have those four weekend, those four sometimes five, six weekends in between, you know, six weeks in between, where you're you got to keep your name in people's mouths without having shows out. And I think that the the other challenge too is like the double shot format makes it so that whatever happens on the first night is already kind of buried, you know, by the following Monday. Right. You know? Um, and, and so it's, I think, I don't know, it's, it's tough. And I think it also has to do with sort of, we can talk about this too. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts, but the way that evolve is booked, they don't always build to the big match and really build to it and really sort of let that uh, anticipation percolate, right. The way they build their feuds is they have guys wrestle, and then the feud intensifies over future matches between them, but you're not sort of getting hyped up about that big first-time match or, or that sort of 
yeah, that big cathartic victory that you've really, really been waiting for. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's, it's kind of like, I'm surprised because I think that it's overall a great promotion and it just feels like nobody is talking about it right now. Yeah. I think part of the problem, or at least this is a way that I, I think you could keep the buzz on a promotion like this where you run once a month is that the fact that we can watch everything else all the time means that I don't have to wait four weeks to see Matt Riddle wrestle. I don't have to wait four weeks to see Keith Lee wrestle. So I think one way that Evolve could work against that and in their own favor is to, you know, feature more of their own guys that don't work at some of the bigger indies that everybody's watching. I think that would be a way maybe to keep, look, if I'm sitting around and I'm thinking, if I'm a big Tracy Williams fan, I know Tracy works elsewhere, but if I'm a big Tracy Williams fan and I'm like, man, I haven't seen any Tracy Williams matches uh, in three, four weeks. I am absolutely jazzed for this weekend. Uh, Now there's going to be some of that this weekend, but that's because they're guys from progress that I don't normally watch. And so I'm pumped to see Walter, but uh, you know, that's not a normal thing that, that would be happening. Yeah, for sure. And, and so, yeah, I, we can talk more about that too. I guess as we go, we'll, we go down the card, we'll talk about sort of um, the use of sort of these sort of special guest stars, like your, your Leo rushes. And I don't know, I, I have sort of a, a counterpoint to, to mm. your takes, I would say, but um. Yeah, I guess I guess we can sort of get to them as we we go down these cards. Okay. Well, the first show is Evolve ninety. It is on Friday, August eleventh at eight p.m. at the MCW Arena in Joppa, Maryland. Of course, as always, you can watch live on FlowSlam.tv. My understanding is they reduced the monthly price back down to nineteen ninety nine. So you can jump back on that. I know we complained about that uh, a few shows ago. And these are good shows too. I think like if you're going to jump back in these at $20, I think these two shows have a lot of stuff on them that the the quality of the wrestling is going to be really high, you know, and I think that it will be a good deal, especially like that Saturday. If you're chilling at home and you don't have other obligations, just like hang out order a pizza or whatever greasy food you're into, (laughs) you know, if you have pals who like wrestling, invite them over and just make it like a bum wrestling day. You know, if I weren't going to the shows in real life, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, dude. I mean, three shows for 20 bucks is a good deal. uh, Especially if you watch progress. Do you get the progress shows? Are they going to be on flow slam? Am I making that up? I feel like you're making it up, but we can check. <laughs> uh, well, Hold on. Let's okay. vamp. We're going to have vamp, the- baby vamp. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just had the sense for some reason that I was going to be able to watch this progress show on Flow Slam. But as I think about it, that really doesn't make any sense. Uh, I know over Mania Weekend, they were the progress show was available on WWN Live. So maybe that's how this will work out. This is not a progress podcast, so I don't feel that bad about not knowing the intimate details of how the progress show is going to air. Uh, got all the details for where you can watch Evolve 90 and Evolve 91, of course. But I'm still waiting for AT to come up with that hot 
content on struggling much progress hold on let's let's just uh <laughs> i tried to google it you like can't find it. it that was a problem last time in orlando is they couldn't uh they couldn't figure out you know people were struggling to figure out where the stuff was was going to air yeah, I, um, I just happened. I mean, I was I was there, but I do happen to remember that you could catch the Progress Show on WWN Live. I don't think Demand Progress they don't air live, right? That's all. No, no that's all on. Um, it's called. It's got Demand in the name. So, uh, but there's got to be a way to watch this uh, New York show before waiting for it to make its way to uh, Demand Progress. I'm trying to. I'm searching for it on twitter and some people have asked the progress folks and they have not responded recently we may have to cut this because this is an awful segment um <laughs> and we we, we gotta call with our pants down um <laughs> all right well like i said this isn't a progress podcast so no harm no foul on us i don't think uh still the two shows for the 20 bucks is a great deal you're going to get to see some progress stars. And if it happens that the progress shows on there, what a treat for your 20 bucks, right? Yeah, absolutely. Either way, <laughs> evolve a little. I put out the tweet, I put out the question on Twitter. So uh, hopefully by the end of the show, we'll have an answer. That's a good hook for people after <laughs> we is. give them this. That awesome radio, Uh, we give them the hook to stick around to see uh, if my uh, Twitter query uh, bears fruit. All right. Well, let's dive back into Evolve 90. The the big match, the main event of the show is set to be for the Progress Atlas Championship. Uh, The champion, Walter, will defend against Evolve's own Fred Yehi. Okay. Here's the most fascinating thing about this match. To me, the Atlas Championship is exclusively for wrestlers 205 pounds and over. It's like the opposite of the, the cruiserweight title in WWE. All right. Fred Yehi. I mean, I didn't even have to look this up. When you mentioned this point to me, I was like, yeah, there's no way Yehi is 205. Look him up on cage match, 185. Then I remembered he was in a cruiserweight classic qualifying match. So he had to be under 205. I, I'm probably more perturbed about this than I should be, but there's no way Fred Yehi weighs over 205 pounds. Well, we did a little journalism. We asked the, we asked the Progress <laughs> Twitter account, you know, hey, is this title still for people who are 205 pounds and over? You know, I hope, I hope Fred's lifting. And uh, they got back to us and they said, it is Fred's 207. So uh, I'm glad they cleared it up for, for us. They provided uh, no documentation that he's 207. They provided no picture that shows him standing on a scale at 207. I call bullshit. There's no way. Mm, there goes Aaron Bentley with his spreadsheets and his star ratings. <laughs> I just Mr. Say, quantitative anal retentive wrestling fan over here. He just I doesn't buy the 207. Just enjoy the suspension of disbelief. If they say Fred's 207, he's 207. If, if, they, if they don't announce him at 207, I'm going to lose my mind. Here's what oh, I would man. do. If I, lived, if I lived anywhere near Java, Maryland, or Queens, New York, I yeah. would show up at this show with a scale, and I would taunt Fred Yehi until he stood on that scale. Wow. How do you, how do you think that That's would go? That's bold. 
I think he beat you he's up. Man. I feel like whether he's whether he's two oh seven or not, I feel like he could take you. Yeah, I'm about I'm about one forty five. So I right, think yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, neither of us are particularly <laughs> tall or uh, or uh, buff. No, I, so I, I, well, hold, I mean, hold, hold all right, on, you can I apologize. All right, okay, all right, all right. Let's I'll, let's I'll see your this. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, do you think that do you think that you could take Fred though? No, not in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I and I guess the other point too is I'm not going to be backing you up in that fight. Either, but I so. would rat him out to the progress uh, qualifying committee. Mm. Who uh, would have to revoke his title shot? I think. Yeah, yeah. What a uh, what a controversy it'll be uh, if he wins this <laughs> match. But uh, circling yeah. back to the actual wrestling, we're really uh, we're killing the game here today. I apologize to all our listeners for how bad we are, but no, we're great. We're great. All right, we're I'll, I'll get back. We're into doing it. good anyway. Walter yeah, is the I'm champion. excited for this match. You're excited? Yeah. Right, I think I, I was watching. Him. I was watching some Walter matches. Uh, you <laughs> Is know, Walter. Yeah, that's what you say. He's Austrian. Oh God, I sound like a. Listen an to the commentary, man. my dude. I I just watched a match last night, and I listened to the commentary. Our own friend Alan Forel. I, I mean, I wasn't catching Walter. Maybe well, in progress. I thought they were saying Walter. It sounded in, in progress. It sounded like it was Walter. I mean, it makes sense. I guess. Anyway, go ahead. Tell me how you're excited about Walter. In any event. Yeah, I'm fired up. I think I was watching some of his matches. I watched his match against David Starr in the WXW 16 karat gold tournament. I watched um, his match where he won the Atlas Championship for a Matt Riddle in progress. I watched his match with uh, Axel Dieter against uh, the South Pacific Power Trip in progress. And this is just like a, he reminds me a lot of like 2004-ish Samoa Joe, where he's he's kind of got the same body body type. He's a bigger, agile dude who just loves to hit and be hit. He loves to chop people and dump people on their heads and get dumped on his head and choke people out. He's just an exciting bang-bang kind of wrestler, uh, from at least from my viewing. And uh, I'm pretty fired up. And, and I think that it's, it's a good matchup for Fred Yehai, who's also very light on his feet and very agile. And I think it'll be a good big versus little match. It's one of the more fun stories you can tell in wrestling. And we certainly, I think both of us really like that Keith Lee, Fred Yeh high match. And uh, I think, so I think, I think this, this has me fired up. I think it'll be a, a really fun match. Yeah. What I love about Walter. Now I don't know what to say. What I love about this guy from the matches I've watched is just how hard he hits. I mean, his strikes look brutal and I really like it. Now it helped in that David Starr match, that David Starr is uh, amazing and bumped around like a madman and just made the guy look wonderful. Uh, I don't I don't like Yeha as much as I like David Starr, who I said on Twitter, I might just make this episode a love letter to David Starr because I uh, love his matches so much, but we won't be seeing him this weekend. I, I do have a little bit of concern. Like, okay, the Keith Lee-Yehi match was really good overall, but I thought there was some awkwardness in the middle of it. And a large part of that is just like, yeah, is weird sometimes. And that's charming at times, but sometimes it's uh, kind of off-putting. And I think Walter, hmm, I'm going to sound really just stupid. Say if Walter, it's actually just Walter, say it. but it's fine. I'm going to call him Walter. Yeah. The thing about 
Walter is, I don't think, my only disagreement with your Samoa Joe uh, comparison is I don't think Walter's quite that crisp. I think he has a little bit of awkwardness to him as well, as well, which is also charming at times. And I think there's a possibility this has quite a bit of awkwardness, uh, at least in the early going. Uh, but I'm hoping that it'll they'll get through that and have a great match. Uh, Yehi is coming off the loss to Zack Sabre Jr. in his last match in Evolve, which you loved and I hated. And uh, so you know, I'm looking forward to see how he bounces back from that, if that plays in at all, at least plays into like his mind frame going into this match. And uh, we'll see what happens. I expect we're not going to do predictions on the show, but I expect Walter is going to walk away the winner because he does have Matt Riddle the next night uh, in a championship match. Yeah, you would um, you would think that uh, <laughs> the Walter is going to retain here, but uh, you never know. We've uh, yeah, we've Let's, been wrong uh, before. We we have. All right, speaking of Matt Riddle. The, the next match is going to be WWN champion Matt Riddle versus Leo Rush. This, however, is a non-title match. Uh, this is all part of Leo Rush saying goodbye to the Indies. He's apparently due to the Performance Center sometime soon. Uh, kind of a special little thing for Leo Rush because this is in the arena where he came up wrestling. Uh, Leo wasn't around last Evolve weekend. Uh his last match was, like for Jehai, a loss to Zack Sabre. Uh, Matt Riddle, last time we saw him, of course, same. He missed uh, the last month's shows. But his last match was with Keith Lee, where they had the finish where they kind of collapsed and Riddle fell on top of him to get the win. There is a little bit of history here because they had a short match, Riddle and Rush, back at Evolve 61 in May of last year. Uh, so we haven't seen that in a while, and there wasn't, you know, a 20-minute match uh, for them to build on, really, in this one. All right. I think we're going to get into how Leo Rush kind of fits in and evolve and how that plays into the whole uh, promotion. But first, are you excited about this match, and what do you think it's going to look like? Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I mean, these are it's good to see Matt Riddle back after his uh, month uh, sabbatical. And Leo Rush is great. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's got some buzz right now. Uh, Leo Rush has been all over the internet. Uh, no selling a power bomb off a ladder through a table in his match with Joey Janela. So that's that's a guy who's got people talking. And uh, I think he's such a great athlete. And he's going to, I mean, he's one of those guys where it's kind of, I mean, it's good for the wrestlers. And I'm happy that the WWE wants to sign great indie talent. But Back in the day, like 10 or 15 years ago, that's a guy who just get to hang out and have awesome matches on the indies, um, you know, for another five or 10 years. So, you know, maybe not 10, but another five years, right? So, like, it's kind of a bummer to see him go to WWE where I probably won't be watching much of him because I don't really follow their brand so much. Um, but, yeah, I think... I, so, I'm, I'm excited to see him one last time at Evolve, and I... I think they'll have a good match. Yeah, one thing I was going to say I can guarantee, but, you know, hashtag wrong boys. He will – Matt Riddle's not that big, but he's a lot bigger than Leo Rush. But Leo Rush will do some cool, like, feat of strength at some point where he picks up Matt Riddle and, and slams him, and it'll be wonderful. 
Uh, reminds me of the the Leo Rush Keith Lee match from the Joey Janela show in Orlando, where Leo Rush power bombed Keith Lee, <laughs> which was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. What a great match that was, dude! That whole show was like the most fun I've ever had at wrestling. But yeah. Another another big news: WWN announced uh, their uh, their location for WrestleMania yeah. weekend. Yeah, they're and, not going to uh, run. Apparently, there were a lot of problems with the place that. Uh, WWN ran the last time Mania was in New Orleans, and so they have found a new venue this time around. Yeah, and so so I'm I'm already getting excited for uh, you know another round of WrestleMania weekend, and I think I think we're gonna get to see Joey Janela's uh, Mardi Gras hopefully at the uh, WWN Live Experience. So, I, I will be there for it. Yeah, the venue, by the way, is the. Poncher Train Convention and Civic Center. I did like the Google Maps. It's like 30 minutes from like Frenchman Street and kind of the main area in downtown New Orleans. That so, kind of blows from my, like, I've never been to New Orleans, but my understanding yeah. of getting around New Orleans is not quite the same as getting around Orlando was, for example. I feel like it'll be less bad. Like Orlando, oh, there's yeah? so much sprawl, right? Yeah. Like we went to the Ring of Honor show and then we went to the Evolved, and then we went to, like, Beyond after it, and it was, like, like we went, it was just, like, an hour and a half between yeah. the two. But we um, stayed we stayed downtown near SeaWorld, and it took us, like, 40 minutes to get to Evolve every day. Yeah, it's it was brutal. So I think that this will be a lot better. And also, you can stay in the hotel uh, right next to the Train Event Convention Center, Okay, uh, and you'll be right there. It's it's the Hilton Garden in uh, New Orleans Airport, mm. and uh, you call five zero four seven one two zero five zero four, and you, you tell them you're with the WWN Live Fan Block, and the group code Excellent. is WWN, and you're all set. You get to go wow. to shows. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, I, I don't really know who all is going to be. We don't get paid for this. That was just no, uh, that was should. just some unpaid spawn con. We should uh, here on the podcast. I don't know who else is going to be running in New Orleans, but I mean, if you're mostly going to be going to the WWN branded shows, then that's not a bad idea to stay there and get those tickets. Yeah. Um, all right. My thing on Leo Rush getting back to this match is I'm pumped for this match, but I do think Rush is kind of emblematic of some of the problems we were talking about earlier with the buzz, which is like, this is Rush's last match in Evolve, you know, for the foreseeable future. He there's no built in story. This isn't paying off anything. He's not going to give Riddle any sort of rub in this promotion. So other than the fact that this is going to be a cool match, I just don't know what he adds to these cards. I don't think he's going to he might sell tickets in Joppa. Maybe that's where I'm I'm missing the boat. Uh, But I don't think he's going to sell a Flowslam subscription. Well, I think two things are true. One is that it's going to be a great match that's going to add to the show. It's going to make it a better experience for the fans. I mean, the match is going to be great. And it's also going to sell some tickets in Joppa, as you suggested. And the other thing, too, is that the way that this promotion is booked with so many singles matches, they don't have a lot of filler. Um, They don't really do just random tag team matches or multi-man matches. Is that when you bring in these guest stars to kind of come in for a one-off match, you save another big time match. Like if you, if you're not, if you don't have this match on this Friday night show, what are you doing with Matt Riddle? Right? Like you'd have to burn, 
you can't just have him wrestle against, I don't know, someone lower down the card who's not really of his caliber. And you'd have to burn a, a big match, right? You'd have to do Riddle versus, you know, one of the five or six guys who are at the top of the card. And you don't, you don't, you don't want to go back to Keith Lee right away. You can't really go back to Timothy Thatcher right away. Um, he's wrestling Williams and Lee in the four-way anyway the next night. Um, you know, Fred Yeha is like kind of the only – well, I guess, I mean, yeah, you could do ACH. But you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just – Yeah. If you don't and have – they did Riddle Yehi relatively recently. Right, right, back in, at Mania Weekend. So like if you don't have this match, you're giving away – a big time Matt Riddle match. And if you can get away with having Leo rush here this one weekend and then saving that big, you know, future, you know, Matt Riddle, ACH, WWN title match or, or whatever it is, you, you, you still have that in your back pocket. So I think that that's why it is, but really I, I do kind of agree with you in the sense that it does sort of take away from the feeling that this is like a cohesive promotion with its own storylines and where the guys in the storylines are the most important people here. And I, I really wish they would just do some tag team matches, you know, do some random tag team matches, have a cool match with four of your stars in it. And then like the winners get a tag title shot or, or maybe, you know, someone pins the singles championship, the, the singles champion, because I think that, that would make it feel that would put more spotlight on the the regulars. And I also think that it would just sort of add a little, uh, add a little juice and a little bit of like change of pace to these shows. I agree. And I agree with what you're saying about, you know, not blowing another big match to do this. And that makes a lot of sense to me, but I'm with you put right on a tag and uh, find a cool way to make a, a story out of it. The next match is, kind of what we're talking about, where you got to throw together two guys who uh, who are higher up in the card and involved. It's billed as a grudge match. Keith Lee versus Timothy Thatcher, of course. Uh, Mr. Thatcher will be joined by Stokely Hathaway. This goes back to the issue between Keith Lee and Stokely Hathaway and Catchpoint. Keith Lee... All right, so he beat Ethan Page last week, or last month, then he had the no contest with Tracy Williams. Interestingly, Keith Lee had a mini doc that came out and they just completely ignored the, the Tracy Williams match. <laughs> and instead he talked about how he was starting to find that killer instinct, he even used the phrase. So clearly that's where we've been going all along, or at least it's where we're going now. And Keith is saying, you know, when he lost to Matt Riddle, he realized that, it was going to take a little bit more. Like it was going to take something. He, he made the point. It wasn't anything he needed to do physically, but there was something mentally he needed to change to succeed at the highest level in this promotion. So if, if Keith comes into this match, like, you know, hair on fire and is really fired up. And we've seen a lot of that from Thatcher lately, then this is going to rule, Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's two big bad dudes who, yeah, they're going to go at it and they're going to, yeah. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see what it kind of looks like, right. you know, whether they get to the ground and, and 
and what that looks like for Keith Lee there and in, in, in that kind of situation, grappling with Timothy Thatcher. And yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting match. But I think going back to what we were talking about a moment ago, it's also a kind of match where it's like, we haven't seen these guys wrestle before here in Evolve. And like, I'd be fired up to like kind of wait for this and like sort of tease me on this match, have them wrestle in a tag team match, wet my appetite for this. And like, you know, Give me a couple months where I'm like, man, I can't wait to see when Keith Lee finally gets his hands on Timothy Thatcher, you know, after, you know, Stokely's been antagonizing him and, you know, they've been getting in each other's faces for a couple of months. So th- that, that's the kind of thing where it's like you wish that they would do things. Some of that filler is useful. It stretches things out and, and, and builds the anticipation. So that's, that's, that's one example where you, you'd kind of like to see them do that. Wouldn't you love months of Stokely promos just going at Keith Lee? And then every time Keith, you know, tries to uh, come out and do anything, they run off or all, all of Catchpoint jumps him or whatever. I mean, it's classic old school stuff, but it's stuff that I buy into. Right. Yeah. And when they've been doing it and it's worked, I think, in the Tracy Williams, Matt Riddle feud. So I guess there's an argument that maybe you can't do that two times or you know at the same time in two different stories but there are ways to work it around all right the next match is a tag match chris dickinson and jocka the former tag team champions are going to match up with ach and ethan page this is interesting because ach and ethan page are coming off of last month so ach has this issue, of course. He's upset that he's been having to work at the the early parts of the cards. He, the first show last month comes out and says, you know what, I don't work in the second match of the show, so I'll see you guys later. He's informed that he's going to have to work, so he (laughs) comes out to wrestle, uh, but he loses, and he's still pissed about his placement on the card. So when ACH and Ethan Page come out the next night for their match, which I believe was also second on the card, they decided instead to put on, I guess you could call it a comedy match, except it wasn't that funny, uh, and basically just kind of made fun of wrestling tropes for, God, what felt like forever. And uh, I think we pretty appropriately buried it already on our last review show, so we won't hammer that home. But the response from Evolve, and specifically from Evolve promoter Gabe Sapolsky, has been A, to find these two gentlemen an undisclosed amount and kind of tell them, uh, at least publicly, that this is unacceptable, you know, and they're going to have to clean their acts up. So the first thing we get is this tag match where they have to uh, be together. I don't know. Wh- how do you feel about this ACH Ethan Page thing and where we're going? I kind of love it. I think that, um, you know, I'm into the ACH. Uh, I'm not as into where Ethan Page is at right now. We've, we've talked about that ad nauseum, so I'll skip it this time. But yeah, I'm really into this ACH apathetic uh, and entitled and annoying character. Um, and I think this is a great matchup because it's kind of like Chris Dickinson and Jocker, are the protectors of the hard-hitting of all brand and hashtag real wrestling. And, you know, they're here to dole out punishment to these guys who are, who are taking... Uh, this great sport lightly. And I also think it's a nice matchup in that ACH and Ethan Page are kind of whiny and entitled and they're, you know, they want to 
they want things to be handed to them, you know, uh, in storyline. And Chris Dickinson and Jock are two guys who've been grinding for years and years on the on the indie scene and who are who have, you know, sort of taken a different approach, right? They they're they're also you sense the frustrated that they're being slept on, right? Jocka cu- cut that promo back in New York, but they're instead of uh, kind of taking this lackadaisical joking attitude, they're approaching their wrestling with more and more seriousness and anger, and they're also going to be pissed still from losing their tag team titles last month. So I think it's I think it's a really good dichotomy of sort of these these two two teams who don't necessarily feel like they're getting what they deserve, uh, but have sort of, you know, reacted to that situation differently. You have succeeded at getting me totally fired up for this match now. There uh, you go, baby. But now what I really want to see is for Dickinson and Jocka to just, like, destroy ACA. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. All right, The so the other fascinating also, thing that's, yeah. oh, sorry. that's kind of going on behind the scenes here with ACH is there's been a little tease of something with him and, and Stokely. And that was teased in the uh, 30 for 30 that Kenny Johnson produced and uh, released that focused on Stokely. I know you AT were a big fan of the 30 for 30. Yeah. If you haven't seen this yet, go check out the uh, Stokely Hathaway 30 for 30 on the uh, WWN live uh, YouTube page. It's really funny. They, I think Kenny Johnson, the guy who makes all the mini docs for um, for Evolve, uh, does a really fantastic job. I think he's a really talented, I guess, producer or editor or filmmaker. Filmmaker, thank you. See, I'm not a person who watches a lot of art outside of wrestling, so I didn't couldn't figure out what that what the name of the position was. But um, but yeah, I thought this was great. I thought Stokely was great in it. There, I don't know if there's anybody in this promotion who has a better idea of who they are as a count as a character than, than Stokely Hathaway does. He's just, he's really got his sort of outrageous charlatan, uh, you know, salesman promoter gimmick down pretty great. And it was just really, really funny. Uh, they had a lot of people, they asked, you know, the rest of the evolved locker room, what they thought of him. And everyone just had a lot of really funny ways of putting him down. And the one thing to take from it, storyline-wise, was there was a moment where everyone who's interviewed about Stokely Hathaway, you know, from Lenny Leonard to Joanna Rose to Keith Lee, everybody involved in the promotion had negative things to say about Stokely, except for one guy, and that was ACH. And ACH was like, well, you know, he's done a good job. You know, he hasn't done anything for me. And then all of a sudden, kind of the light bulb goes off, and he goes, hey, can you wait a moment? And then he sort of scrambles away, and then... Gives us the tease that uh, maybe we're looking at a, a Stokely Hathaway, uh, you know, ACH partnership with ACH perhaps joining the Dream Team. Um, I don't know where that leaves Ethan Page. But uh, that's one thing just to note if you didn't catch the mini doc. That's kind of an interesting storyline development. The only other match that's announced so far for Evolve 90 is what will likely be the opener, or one of the early matches, Jason Kincaid versus Austin Theory, who will be accompanied by Priscilla Kelly. Uh, Austin Theory is coming off victories over Ethan Case and Trent Beretta uh, last month. So he's 2-0 since Priscilla Kelly kind of took him under her wing. Uh, these two guys have tagged together before. They wrestled Jocka and Dickinson back in May. Uh, but Aaron and I 
for sure thought they'd wrestled before, but we checked and they've never actually wrestled each other. At least according to cage match. Maybe it's possible we missed it. Right. Uh, Anyway, Ken Cade, excitingly, snapped his 10-match losing streak last month. He beat Caleb Conley and John Davis. So we've got two guys coming against each other who are have rebounded off of some losing streaks or their losing ways are now two and zero coming together. Um, that part is pretty cool, but I'm not sure that this really shines considering some of the rest of the matches on the card. Yeah. I would say one thing is that uh, it will be interesting to watch Jason Kincaid this weekend because uh well, hopefully he'll bounce back and have a better performance because I'm still thinking of it. And, and who knows? I don't know whether it was his fault or John Davis's fault, but the match they had uh, in Marietta, Georgia stunk. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for something a little bit better uh, this time out from him. Well, we know who the guy who books the show thought was at fault <laughs> based on his savage retweet. Yeah, so... Yeah, tell the people about that in case they weren't they didn't listen to our, our last show. Well, first of all, don't ever miss any of our shows because you, <laughs> you could miss something great. Yeah. Second of all, uh, you know, I'm forgetting the wording, but basically someone said that you really need a level of brutality, I think, uh, for J- Jason Kincaid to shine and that John Davis didn't bring that. And uh, one Mr. Gabe Sapolsky retweeted that tweet without any further comment, but it didn't seem to me to portend well for uh, Jason Kincaid. Okay, there, there will be some other matches on this show. They haven't been announced yet. There's going to be an Evolved Tag Team Championship match. Anthony Henry and James Drake, the new champs, will defend the titles. We've been told this is not going to be anything major. So if you're holding out for you know some unannounced folks to come in, uh, that's not likely to be what it is, You know some big names. Uh, otherwise, Tracy Williams, Darby Allen, and others are announced for the show. So we'll see how all that plays out. The next day, I almost said night, but it's not night, friends, because progress is running the next night. But the next day, Evolve 91 on Saturday, August 12th, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Time at the Elm Court Center in Queens, New York. Very near the home of one Mr. Aaron Taub. We know Aaron's going to be in the building. He will not be bringing a scale for Fred Yehi, unfortunately. The first, well, no, the main event of the show that he's going to see is a fatal four-way for the WWN Championship. Your champion, Matt Riddle, will defend against Keith Lee, Tracy Williams, and Walter. I just decided to go like weird voice to make up for my pronunciation. Yeah. Okay. That's the way to do it. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. This match is weird. And here's why. We were originally told we were getting Tracy Williams versus Matt Riddle. This made all the sense in the world, right? We've had this long built-up story of Tracy versus Riddle. And then Tracy got on this winning streak after he uh, came under the management of Stokely Hathaway And he was being built up, obviously, for a title shot. So beautiful. Then we get a Keith Lee promo saying he wants to be in the match. Then Walter's showing up. And so, I don't know. They just threw those two guys in the match. I know uh, AT has a lot more to say about that, so I won't go too far into it. We do know that there is an issue between Tracy 
and Keith Lee uh, that has that relates to Stokely Hathaway. So we got that going for us. We know, of course, that Riddle lost his Atlas Championship to Walter, and that they're going to be wrestling for that championship later in the day on the Progress Show. And of course, uh, we already talked about Riddle beating Keith Lee at Evolve '87. So there are issues that kind of bind all these people together. Uh, but you know, this is coming from a guy who talks about how he does all these singles matches because he doesn't want to book four ways to get everybody on the card, and yet. Here we are. So, AT, I know how you feel, but but tell the people. Yeah, I mean, this match is going to be great, but I hate it. I hate that they're doing this because <laughs> I feel that, I mean, they've been built. This Tracy Williams-Matt Riddle match has been building for, like, basically a year. You know, if you go back to last summer, uh, Catchpoint, the other members of Catchpoint were in their war with Drew Galloway and... Uh, Ethan Carter III, and all caps, Dustin. And Matt Riddle was like, they're in this war with Drew Galloway, but uh, then that's cool, but I don't care because I'm going for the title, right? And there was the friction between the other Catchpoint members. They didn't feel that he was as committed to the group as they were. Ultimately, it was resolved for a short period at Evolve 70, where uh, the Catchpoint boys saved uh, Matt Riddle from a beatdown. Uh, at the hands of Dustin and A.R. Fox. And they asked him, you know, are you still with us? And Matt Riddle was like, bro, I never left. And and so, but that was only temporary. There was more uh, issues around the WWN, uh, the initial championship match leading into that uh, this past April in Orlando. And yeah, I mean, they've just been building this for a long time. And I think it's a very fascinating and human story. And I know you have some thoughts about that, but just kind of this idea of Tracy Williams is this, person who's a founding member of Catchpoint. He's always been committed to it. And then you have this other guy, Matt Riddle, who's a little more aloof, more interested in his own stuff. And he's having all this great success. People are just drawn to him in a way that they're not to Tracy Williams. And Tracy becomes bitter and jealous. And and it's just a very fascinating... I think you can... Um, you can sort of relate to both sides, right? You can see, you can say someone, you know, we talked about it earlier too, is just sort of like as someone who was not cool growing up, I, I strongly relate to Tracy Williams as a person who's out there doing his best, but just is uh, not, not quite as, uh, as cool as a Matt Riddle and, uh, and, and, and wanting that fame and that approval that Matt Riddle has. Um, and, but by the same token, his actions in recent months, attacking Matt Riddle for, for no reason and jumping him with Stokely Hathaway, uh, those are, uh, deplorable actions. So you can sort of can, uh, sympathize with Matt Riddle as well. And, and so I, I just thought it was a great feud and it's something they've been building and it deserved to have the one-on-one match that we've been, you know, heading towards for months now. Um, and in kayfabe, if I'm Tracy Williams, I'm having a pretty serious talk with Stokely Hathaway because I don't know what kind of representative you have where you have the match booked for a one-on-one title match that you've earned with, you know, what do you had five or six, seven victories in a row? Uh, and then all of a sudden it's a four-way? I, I don't know what Stokely's doing, but if I'm Tracy Williams, you know, I got some questions. Absolutely, especially considering this is a guy. Your client. I know. Hathaway is a guy with so much stroke, he pulled mm. Tim Thatcher into the sixth way for the WWN Championship at the WWN Super Show in Orlando. So 
Where's that stroke now, Big Stoke? Right. Catch point should be going on strike. They should. Oh, my God. We should foment an absolute workers' revolution. Yeah. Among the catch point boys. Yeah. Look, I have made it clear on this show how I feel about Tracy Williams, the wrestler. But let me be just as clear when I say that Tracy Williams is the preeminent babyface in Evolve Wrestling. And I am rooting for Tracy Williams like no other person in this promotion this weekend. Zack Sabre Jr. is gone. That's why, you know, Tracy has has uh, flown to the top of my personal Evolve rankings. If they brought back the Evolve top 10 rankings that they used to have, I would put Tracy Williams number one. And here's why. Aaron covered it a little bit. But look, Matt Riddle joined up with Catchpoint, and then he was never there to support these other guys. He didn't show up at ringside when they had big matches. He didn't come out to help when there were issues with Tim Thatcher, unless it specifically involved Riddle. You know, at Mania Weekend, he goes out after his match. He's out selling merch while Tracy Williams is having this, like, heated match. It's crazy. Riddle turned – I'm with Tracy Williams. If you watch the mini doc, Tracy Williams says, I didn't turn on Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle turned on me a long time ago. And that is objectively true. You can't disprove it. Matt Riddle turned on Tracy Williams. He turned on Catchwell because he didn't care about them. He said, look, that whole deal with uh, Galloway and EC3 and Dustin, that didn't have anything to do with me. All I have – to do with. All I'm worried about is a title, but that's not how things work. That's not how your partnerships, your friends, your family is supposed to work. Matt Riddle is an individualist prick. That's what I'm saying. That's how I feel about Matt Riddle. So look, did Tracy Williams go a little overboard with some of the, you know, joining up with Stokely and doing some of this? Sure. But, but stepping back a little and being serious for a second. I'm always being serious, but being serious for a second. That's a human reaction, right? Like you see this guy having all the success. You get jealous and you're like, well, look, maybe I got to find some sort of edge so that I can get that uh, same success that Matt Riddle's having. You know, I don't have like what Aaron was talking about. I don't have the charisma that he has. I don't have that draw, uh, that magnetism that Riddle has. So I'm going to have to find something else. I think that's human. So it's like all I want now is for Tracy Williams to realize the error of his ways. Cut. I know he's not that great at promos, but cut a great promo about how he has realized the error of his ways. And he's going to take down Matt Riddle anyway. And then I want to see him do it. WWN champion Tracy Williams evolves preeminent babyface. What do you think about that, AT? I'm on board. Yeah. Or on some of that hot sauce. <laughs> oh, God. And, I, and I, I'll disagree. He's a pretty good promo. I mean, in an understated mm. way. He's not like mm. The Rock, but like he, he does a good job in those mini docs. He's really good in the mini he docs. Did a, he did a good job in that uh, in the post-match angle in New York with, with, uh, with Stokely Hathaway. Where they where they where they where they backhanded Matt Riddle across the face. That's true. He's just, he's a lot better in the mini doc than he is in ring promos wise. I think. Yeah, but I don't know. I think there's something. It connects with me. 
I would well, say. I, I'm behind him 100. percent Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to win this match. Could be wrong, uh, but I'd like to see him get his revenge, his his justified righteous revenge on Matt Riddle at some point. Okay. The next match. Oh boy, this is a big one. Chris Dickinson and Jaka versus the South Pacific Power Trip. Travis Banks, TK Cooper, they will, of course, be joined by Dahlia Black. This, my friends, is a rematch of uh, one of my favorite matches of the year. Their tag match at the WWN Super Show over Mania Weekend, won by the South Pacific Power Trip. I had never seen them, Banks and Cooper, uh, before that match. I don't really watch Progress, uh, so I hadn't seen them before that weekend. I saw that match, and I saw their match against Sammy Callahan and Shane Strickland, and I came away a huge, absolute huge fan. I think these are two of the best tag teams in the world this year, and I'm so jealous that you're going to see this live. Tell me, please tell me you're as pumped as I am about this. Let's fucking go. You know, this is going to be, oh, I'm so fired up, dude. I, and I was and I was begging for it too. I, you know, when they announced yeah. the, the four way with Walter, you know, I was I was like I was like, yeah, this is cool, this is cool, whatever, whatever. You know, when when Progress announced that they were going to have uh, Jack Gallagher against Pete Dunne, I was like, that's fine, that's all right. But like, give me the South Pacific Power Trip Doom Patrol rematch. You know, shoot it into my fucking veins. And uh, yeah, these dudes. I, if you didn't see the first match, go back and watch it on Flow Slam. Uh, it's just like four dudes just fucking going at it full speed ahead, just explosion after explosion. And it was just, it ruled, it ruled hard. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, probably my most anticipated match. Um, this, yeah, this uh, of the weekend, I mean, South Pacific power trip will be wrestling uh, British strong style in the, uh, in the progress show that's up there. But I, you know, I just, you know, I love Dickinson and Jaka, and and they're evolved guys. So I'm um, I'm fired up. I hope they they're able to settle the score after their you know Dickinson and Jaka lost in in uh, in Orlando. So they you know like you know, and they've just lost their tag title. So you think they'll be coming in with something to prove? And uh, yeah, boy, I am just I'm fired up. Strap in. The only way this could be better is if it were for the tag titles to add just that little bit of juice. Oh man, yeah. Oh. The next match, uh, another progress person coming over. Mark Haskins is going to take on Austin Theory along with Priscilla Kelly. Mark Haskins, last time, if you if you only watch Evolve, you don't watch any other wrestling in the world, the last time you would have seen Mark Haskins was when he lost to Zack Sabre Jr. at the WWN Super Show. Kind of a theme on this show. A lot of people, the last time they showed up was losing to Zack Sabre Jr., as it should be. I'm not a big Mark Haskins guy. Are you more excited for this match uh, than I am? No, that was a rare Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> match that that kind of stunk. If I, you know, I I didn't really enjoy it, and I have very little recollection of it. But I I just remember being like, wow, this is long, um, and uh, or it felt long. But uh, but yeah, again, pulling for Austin Theory to show these uh, yeah, these Brits what's up and, yeah, and plant the flag for uh, for the South for all of the for the for I, the I wasn't going to say that. South. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm just saying. Um, 
Wow. No, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going anywhere else with that. <laughs> okay. Moving right on past that. Tim Thatcher, along with big Stoke, little stroke. That's what I'm going to start calling. <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> He's going to take on Darby Allen. Uh, they had a match back at Evolve 89 last month. It was bizarre. It was probably the best match on the show for me, even though I think I'm probably the only one who thinks that. But it was just short, and uh, Thatcher kind of beat Allen without much resistance, which is not really what I was looking forward to. Okay, there was apparently some pre-explanation about why there was a rematch in the WWN Alerts. Um, the, the glorious person who writes those, whoever he or she is, said that there was some some backstage happenings that were going to be explained later to tell us why this rematch is happening. But as far as I know, the mystery has not been uh, resolved at this point. Do you know anything more about this rematch than I do? No, we are recording Tuesday night or Tuesday evening. And so hopefully there will be an explanation by the time you guys read this uh, or listen to this rather. Jesus. Well, boy, we are just not really sharp today, but uh, we're doing our best. We're getting a transcript of the podcast that that everyone can read, of course. Yeah, we're all just doing our best. But um, but one thing I would say, but yeah, it was kind of weird that they just had this kind of, they built it up. They had a great mini doc with Darby Allen burning his cast and he was going to show everyone he was a real wrestler. And then the match just like wasn't really much of anything. And we're still sort of waiting for the explanation, uh, on why it's happening and hopefully, you know, hopefully we look stupid. Hopefully we get like a really awesome promo or video, uh, you know, tomorrow on Wednesday, this goes out Wednesday, you know, late afternoon or Wednesday evening. And you guys all think we're, you know, bigger idiots than you already think we are. So fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Heck yeah. I like the Ron boys brand. I'm getting yeah. into it. Yeah. The last match that's announced thus far is Ethan Page is taking on ACH. So they're going to take these two guys who uh, had the the comedy antics at Evolve 89, put them together in a match. Uh, interestingly, the stipulation, if you want to call it that, is that uh, they, it has been decreed there will be no comedy or shenanigans. They must wrestle the type of match that made Evolve's reputation. It will also be the opening bout. Kind of funny that it, they have to go on first as like punishment. Uh, but what do you think of this requirement that they that there is quote no comedy or shenanigans? And that I they, think it's kind of funny. And I'm into this. The type of match that made Evolve's reputation. Mm. I don't. I, I don't know what like what that means exactly, other than a right. good match. Right. But um. But yeah, no, I'm kind of into it because I think when it happened, I was like, oh, this comedy sucks. These stupid rubes in Atlanta are just like lapping it up and laughing and yucking it up. I was like, bring this to New York so I can blow my lungs out booing at it. If you'll remember, those were, I think, my exact words. And now they're bringing it to New York. And I'm going to and if they uh, they try any comedy or shenanigans, if they de- defy the orders of the Evolve Brass. Yeah, like I uh, I hope we give them that the uh, the reaction that the comedy deserves. I don't know. So yeah, I'm into <laughs> wow. it. I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's a fun um, storyline development, and we'll we'll see what they do. There may be some dissension in the ranks. Who knows? Maybe Chris Dickinson and Jocko, you know, 
beat the pants off of them the night before, and maybe they won't be so chummy. And I, I don't know. It's I think it's I think it's fascinating. I think there's a lot of different ways it can go, and so that that intrigues me. Do you think it's kind of weird? Like, it's almost like this pronouncement of how they have to wrestle this match is um, kind of fulfills the comedy from their match in that it's like all this is made up and it's not real and we just kind of decide what kind of match we're going to have? Well, no, I think that, no, because I think that like what they were doing was obviously like making a farce of the match and obviously like it would be like the same thing if like an NBA player showed up at a game and like, you know, played with his pants around his ankles or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that it's, I I think that it's, you know, in any kind of entertainment, you can tell when someone's, or any sport either, you can tell when someone's lollygagging and, and, you know, making making a fool out of, uh, I guess, the promoter, so to speak. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that it's, it doesn't bother me. All right. I can buy that. Um, I haven't fantasy booked on this show yet. So I would just like to say that I would love to see Dickinson and Jocka beat the crap out of ACH and Ethan Page. Fires up ACH and he kind of wrecks Ethan Page's world and keeps moving on. And then that gives you the chance to kind of start over with Ethan Page a little bit. Uh, but ACH gets to start maybe ascending the card a little, which I think he needs to do. Okay, there's nothing else announced, but what we do know is that the Evolved Tag Team Champions, Anthony Henry and James Drake, will appear, and Fred Yehai and Jason Kincaid will also wrestle on the show. Uh, We don't have any idea what any of those folks will be doing uh, at this point. Like Aaron said, we're recording Tuesday evening, but they will all be appearing on the show. Uh, Do you want to – I don't have a ton to say about it, but do you want to run down the progress card? just to give everybody a, a, a sense of what's going on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that uh, one thing we have, we have a resolution to our previous storyline on this podcast, which is our, our pal fellow voices of wrestling contributor, Sue Williams uh, responded to my Randa, to my sort of my, uh, my question to the internet. And he <laughs> said that the show, the progress show will not be on flow slam. It will be on demand the week after on Progress's streaming service. So if you're interested in seeing that, it's uh, demandprogress.pivotshare.com. So you can uh, check out the uh, the second half of this doubleheader uh, when it airs later on demand. It's kind of a bummer that you can't just you know hang out in your boxers and watch all the wrestling. But I'm, I'm sure that the WWE uh, Progress relationship complicates and, and you know, the flow, the whole flow slam WWE uh, deal, so to speak, complicates those things. So I, under- I understand why it's not happening, but it's a bummer for the fans. Yeah, because also I probably won't care about this show in a week. Yeah, so that's going to be kind of a bummer. I mean, it's great for the people who are going there, who you know have the good sense to yeah. live in the greatest city in the world, and uh, have a chance to attend these shows live. <laughs> Unfortunately, they have to live in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Dude, you, don't even, you don't even know what you're missing. It's uh, take, 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 eat some dumplings and flushing, and then get back to me. All right, 
Come on, I live in the South. You're telling me about eating dumplings? No, but like real dumplings. Not with that like nasty-ass gravy you guys put on them. Like real dumplings with like proper, you know, Chinese dumpling sauce. I'm going to bring you to the real South sometimes, not this North Carolina, this coastal North Carolina crap. Yeah, not, not where uh, the real yeah. South. Yeah. Mm. Well, now I'm kind of bummed about even running down this card, but we'll just talk about it quickly, <laughs> I guess. Uh Dahlia Black and Dakota Kai versus Deanna Perrazzo and Jenny. This should be fun. I'm glad Dahlia Black that her uh, leg injury is better and that she can work again. Uh, she always takes crazy bumps. I'm sure that'll be fun. Jenny's great. Mark Andrews versus Mark Haskins versus Zach Gibson. Three guys I don't care about that much. Just chime in where you want to, AT. I'll just run run through this. Uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Joey Janela. I like Joy Janela a lot. Don't care about Jimmy Havoc, really. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, they're gonna do some crazy. Be. You know, they're gonna do some crazy shit. And Jan- Janela has like earned earned my like perpetual faith and goodwill after Joey Janela's spring break. He just seems like a fun dude who uh, likes to entertain. I don't know. That's a stupid thing to say. He seems like a fun dude who likes to entertain people. But I don't know. Thanks, I, Michael I have full. I do real, real Michael Cole hours here at the end of the podcast. No, I, I, uh, I have faith in Joey Janela putting on a good show here. This is gonna be it's a big match for him, big spot. Yeah, what a yeah, worker to uh, you know a Jersey guy, and he finds himself on this big progress show in New York. Very cool. Yeah, uh, Donovan Dijak versus Timothy Thatcher. This is a Progress Atlas Division Championship number one contenders match. Here's what I know: both these guys are over 205 pounds. Thankfully, yeah. That big lad, big lads wrestling. Yes, that should uh, be great. Yeah, and you don't need, and, I don't, and that's another match where it's like it's cool to see Thatcher wrestle dudes with all kinds of different styles and yeah. see what it what it looks like. And yeah, I'm fired up for that one. Yeah, that should be good. Matt Riddle versus Walter in that rematch we were talking about for the Progress Atlas Division Championship. Yeah, that'll be great. I don't think yeah. there's a question about that. Their first match, like, uh, it's it really it was really cool they just they really just beat the shit out of each other so if you if you like that if you like dudes just beating each other up um that, and why don't that, you if you don't. and why wouldn't you uh that's that's a good match to uh seek out on the uh, on the progress on demand service and uh get you fired up and ready for for this the rematch two-thirds of british british strong style trent seven and tyler bait uh will be teaming up uh against the south pacific power trip uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate are the Progress Tag Team Champions, so this match will be for the championship. This should rule. This should be second only to the other match featuring South Pacific Power Trip on this weekend. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, and they've had a, from what I understand, a kind of a long running feud uh, in uh, in Progress. So yeah, should be uh, should be pretty good. And the main event is Jack Gallagher versus Pete Dunn for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Uh, Pete Dunn, I think, is like one of my five favorite wrestlers, so I will probably watch it just because of him. But I, I can't say I'm all that excited about seeing him wrestle Jack Gallagher. Sure, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of Gallagher, but what I have seen, I'm like, all right, that's fine. Um, but heard- Pete Dunn rules. He's it's going to be great to see him live. Yeah. Uh, Did you not see him in Orlando? Hmm. I was at that show. Did he wrestle Mark Andrews? Uh, he wrestled on the progress show and then he wrestled on yeah. one of he wrestled on the WWE and super show, but you were at ring of honor during that. Weren't you? Yeah. I mean, I watched it though. I'm like, yeah, he wrestled? He, he wrestled ACH on the WWE and super show. Pete Dunn. Yeah. 
Not Gallagher. I thought you were talking about Gallagher. Yeah. Oh, no. Jack Gallagher yeah, was Gallagher, not. Gallagher is the guy who I was like, oh, he's fine. And I said, Pete Dunn, I really like him. Oh, sorry. Just Yeah, sorry. no. Yeah, no. I was like, I was like, who did Gallagher write? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I saw the P- I saw the ACH match. Yeah. Yeah, it ruled. All right. So yeah. that's the progress card, which will be running at 8 p.m. Uh, the same night as Evolve 91 there at the Elm Course Center in Queens. AT will be there in person. If you're going to be there... I'm just saying, bring a scale, see what happens. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> or and come say hi to me. I don't know. You can see uh, on my Twitter avatar what I look like. I'm probably um, probably gonna be wearing my speed my blue speedball Mike Bailey t-shirt. I'll <laughs> I was gonna bro. joke that you were gonna be wearing that shirt, but you really are. Dude, that's my one wrestling shirt. I have two wrestling shirts: the uh, speedball Bailey t-shirt with the monkey doing, I guess, taekwondo on it or karate, and then like and then uh, like a yellow t-shirt of Andre the Giant. So it's kind of a limited selection. So I'll be wearing that speedball belly shirt probably. Come say hi. I'm going to try to do my best to overcome my uh, social anxiety and be normal. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, Sorry for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You came up and talked to me in Orlando. That's really what started this podcast. yeah, right. That took a lot of confidence for me. That was I had had to work up to it. It took me like a couple hours. I was like, oh. It was like it was like approaching someone, you know a love interest in a bar where you're just kind of like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I was like, all right, I know Aaron from the internet. I know him from Twitter. Like we're going to do this. And uh, I said, hi. And uh, the rest is history. Now we're the wrong boys. Yeah. And we did it in the hotel that night. So it really, it worked out exquisitely for AT. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, it's fortunate that my girlfriend will never listen to this podcast. If she does listen to this podcast, she most certainly won't get all the way to the end of it. So, uh, our secret is yeah. safe. Well, I'll wait to see whether my wife makes it this far in the show. It'll be a great uh, cookie to find out whether she, or Easter egg. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Some yeah. sort of snack. Okay. That's it. Uh, I want to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter at EvolvePod. Subscribe. You can subscribe to just our feed on iTunes now. AT got that all set up for us. Or you can do the RSS feed in the podcast app of your choice. You can also, of course, subscribe to the full Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network, which I highly recommend. I think that's it. I don't think we have anything else to talk about. Those are all our plugs. Follow Aaron and I individually on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Like the Car. He's at AP Taub. And make sure to catch back up with us early next week. We'll have reviews of Evolve 90 and Evolve 91. Lots of hot takes. And I'm going to eat a little crow about one James Drake. So look forward to that on the review shows. All right, for Aaron, I'm Aaron. We're Everything Evolves. See you next time. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.